Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Interchange Podcast. On this episode, I'll be doing a solo talk about relationships and what it took for me to form a long-lasting and loving one that had genuine connection. See, in the past, I'd come at relationships from a place of lack and scarcity. In other words, what am I missing in myself that I can get from this person? So I'd put my happiness in their hands and it's no wonder that I was never actually truly happy. So what would happen is I'd get my needs met and then once that was done, I'd lose interest. So it was no wonder that my relationships weren't lasting and weren't working out. So this is my story and the things that I got to go through to help me become the person I am today and in turn form longer lasting relationships and genuine connection with other human beings. So unfortunately today you guys are stuck with me again. Uh, It'll be a solo podcast and I'll be talking about the reason that I could never form a long lasting relationship or find true love. Now, I think that this is a really important topic to cover because once again, it was something that I struggle with, but I know there's so many people out there that are stuck in the same patterns that I was stuck in. So hopefully by bringing attention to it today, we can sort of break that habit for you um, and start to put some changes in place, which can in turn lead to you forming some genuine connection and finding the partner that you deserve. Because a lot of the time I found with friends and even myself, I was in relationships only because it was a comfortable thing. It wasn't actually that I was connected with that person anymore. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have experienced this where you get to a point in a relationship where it's like, this isn't for me anymore, but you're already so invested in it that it's too hard to walk away, right? So I think uh, if we go back to, I guess, the first time that we had a breakup or a trauma situation around relationships in my life, it would have been from a young age, uh, probably about 13 when my parents split up. So this gave me severe abandonment issues. And at the time, as I was very young, I didn't know how to process this. I was like, why have you done this to me? Dad, you left us. Rah, 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 victim mindset. Rather than looking at the situation for what it was, okay, cool. And this is the thing, you can't process this at that age, but how can I learn from this situation and what can I take from it? So I then carried this trauma through every relationship. So if you imagine you've got this backpack on, right, and you're walking around to everyone you meet with this fucking trauma, and I was doing that. Literally, every opportunity that i get, I'd fucking talk about my story. I'd be like, oh, man, my parents broke up, rah, rah, at school. I was, uh, you know, the kid that was whinging all the time about, oh, my life's so hard, this, that, and the other. Um, and wondered why I couldn't form a genuine connection with people because, fuck, all I was doing was taking my negative shit and dropping it on them. But this is at a very young age once again, so I didn't know how to process that shit, so I was trying to voice it. I even went through the stage of cutting myself um, to express my emotions, and that was obviously a cry for attention. I wasn't actually trying to kill myself. It was more so to give me attention because I wasn't getting that in other places, e.g. at home, from people around me. Um, So I've actually never opened up about that, and um, I thought that this is the perfect opportunity to do that. Um, So that was my cry for help which I then got from a few girls, which then in turn meant that because I was getting that attention from girls, I was like, hey, I can play this victim, poor me mindset all the time and it's going to get me my needs met. So that was where the first, I guess, couple of relationships sort of fell apart because for me, I was just like trauma bonding with these girls. Um, They'd tell me their story, I'd tell them mine. It was almost like a pissing contest and then boom, we're connected because we're both victims. Hey, Hello, sorry to interrupt your podcast guys, but I just wanted to quickly chat about the must-have personal development tool of 2023, and it's called the Happier, Healthier You Journal. Now, I want to go back to about six years ago when I started my journey of personal development. There was plenty of gurus and lots of information, but so much that it became confusing. So I came up with the Happier, Healthier You Journal. 
From the very beginning, the journal will allow you to go really deep and figure out exactly where you're at. It'll then help you to set goals around where you'd like to be. And from there, the journal becomes the tool to help you to bridge the gap. So, whether you're fresh to the world of personal development or you've been growing for years, the Happier Healthier You journal is the must-have personal development tool of 2023. So to get yours, don't forget to click the link below in the bio to go to my Shopify store. And if you'd like 10% off, don't forget to use the code INTERCHANGE10 at checkout. Cheers, guys. Now back to your episode. Very, very, very dark place to be. Um, And also, these relationships obviously didn't last. And generally, it was because I was so needy at the time because I needed the attention from them to feel like I was wanted. And a lot of the time, they didn't have the same needs. So when I wasn't getting what I needed back, uh, it would eat me up inside and I'd be texting all the time and I'd be calling and harassing them and fucking wondering why they felt like, oh, this dude is fucking annoying. Leave me the fuck alone. Um, But yeah, obviously we learned, right? Um, So for anyone out there that is struggling with that, if a girl's not texting you back, bro, kick the fuck back and relax. Same for you girls. Yeah, chill out. All right. Um, we all have lives. We all have things we're doing. If we're connected to our phone, it doesn't mean that they are 90% of the time. Um, or if she's not messaging you back, bro, she's probably just not that interested. So don't harass yourself or don't harass her over it and don't beat yourself up about it. Don't waste your energy. Put it into something that actually is going to be fruitful for you. So then the next stage where I sort of started to experience these abandonment issues was in jail. So I, pretty much from when I started dating, always had a girlfriend or someone that I was talking to. I didn't know how to be alone. Once again, couldn't validate self. So I looked for what I was missing in myself in other people to give it to me. And I'll go into that a little bit deeper in a sec. But going to jail, I'd always have a partner. Um, there was a couple of times when I didn't. Uh, like I said, I've been locked up six times. So there was a few small stints I did where I didn't, but I always had a partner. So I'd be on the phone trying to call them all the time, doing my fucking head in about what they were doing. Uh, all that sort of stuff. And I'm sure this is something that anyone has been to jail has experienced too. You're always worried about what they're doing because you can't be there to control it, right? You have no control of what happens on the outside world, which is something else that tears you apart while you're in there. You sit up at night thinking about these things. You write them fucking letters and if they don't write back in the right way because you have an expectation of how they're going to respond to the way that you wrote to them, it fucking chews you up alive. So you can have a bad phone call and it completely ruin your day. I've seen guys literally throw chairs around the fucking unit, go and punch on, smash coffees out of people's hands, all sorts of stuff because they had a bad phone call. So for anyone that's talking to anyone in jail, keep that in mind as well that they haven't got outlets like you guys do out here. Like they can't just go shopping or they can't just go hit a punching bag. That punching bag's probably going to be someone else. So word to the wise, if you've got a partner in jail or someone that you're talking to in jail, tread lightly and if that's not something that you feel like you can do, then don't take on that responsibility because it could end up with someone else actually getting hurt and I've seen that happen plenty of times. Anyways, back to the moral story. So every time I get out of jail, I'd literally find myself surrounded by girls again and I was like, fuck, I'm getting this attention. Most of the time I was getting the attention because I had drugs, I had money, I had all these things, right? Wrong kind of attention but it still had that, uh, still had that attention and it was getting that external validation but I was getting attention from girls, which I'd never really had much before. So this is another reason why I probably found myself selling drugs for so long was because I didn't value myself, but when I had the drugs, I was getting attention. Boom, put two and two together, one and one, one, one together, and you got two. Perfect. So, Hey, guys, sorry to interrupt again, but if you're enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share it to your friends. Remember, support is what keeps us going, so show yours, and I'll appreciate it. Thank you so much, and back to the app. I would pretty much shack up with the first girl that showed me any attention after I get out of jail 
because being in there, you miss that companionship. Um, a couple of times I even had girls that were really motherly um, and because I didn't have anyone looking after me in there or anyone looking after me at all, I sort of liked that. But to be pretty rash about it, who wants to fuck their mum? There's only so long that can happen. So if you've got someone that's doing everything for you, you lose your independence and then it makes you less of a man um, or makes you less of a woman even because you lose your independence and then you end up resenting that person without even realizing why. I found that happen a few times in relationships as well. But the real reason that I struggled to actually form genuine connection with these girls was because I was looking for what I was missing in myself, like I said earlier, in someone else. So when I couldn't validate self, I'd have a girl going, oh, you're so hot. Oh, you got, you know, you're doing so well. Oh, you're killing it or whatever it might be. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, I am killing it, aren't I? Cool. There's that validation. I couldn't validate self. So I was getting external validation to make me feel good, which would build me up. But that was the that was a bad relationship for uh, sorry a bad model for relationships, and that was a bad way for relationships to be formed. And we see this all the time in business with partners, with friends. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to gravitate towards you because you complete me. You give me what I haven't got. But then once I get my needs met, it's like, cool. What else can you provide for me? And if I feel like you're not providing for me anymore, then unfortunately, we either grow together or we grow apart. And that was what I found was playing out for me in so many, almost every relationship I'd been in was that it'd work for a little while. I wouldn't be happy for a long time, but I'd be stuck in that comfortable bubble. And it was like, I've already invested so much time into this that it's going to be harder for me to walk away. But then I was fucking miserable. And it'd get to a point where I'd cheat on them or I'd do something that would sabotage the relationship. Generally, it'd be cheating. Um, and I didn't really care if I got caught either. I really didn't care. It was like, okay, cool, this is my out because I was too weak of a man to actually go, cool, this is where I'm at with it. I don't want to have a conversation around it and this is what needs to happen. I was pathetic. I was a weak man. Uh, I was not the masculine that I am today where I can actually sit and have a conversation around these things. And don't get me wrong, I still have weak moments. Okay, that's all part of being human. But it wasn't fair on them. It wasn't fair on me. But it was like, cool, I got my needs met and now you're not serving that purpose anymore. So thank you, next. And I had that mentality. So when I started to actually think about it, I saw that this had played out in all my relationships. So it meant that I needed to take the time to actually get to know me, spend some time with myself. And that was something I really struggled with. I never knew how to be alone. I'd always be around other people. And by being around other people, I mean, I could be distracted from the monster that I had become inside. Well, there's three selves, right? There's the perceived self, which is the act that we put on for people because we're worried about what people are going to think about us. There is the negative self, which is deep down how we actually feel and then there is the actual genuine self okay the the real self now generally we flick between the uh, perceived self and negative self because when we're with people we put on a perceived self so this is how people want to perceive us this is how we have to act to actually be accepted this is how I have to be to be a part of this group I have to wear my mask you know like I said uh, in an earlier podcast so I'm yellow but I'm wearing a pink mask um, because that's how I want to be perceived I want to be perceived as a pink person, right? But we never actually tap into that genuine self, who we really are. We lose that somewhere along the lines. And this is why we have so many kid-olds walking around. 
So these are adults that are still stuck in being children because they don't know how to deal with their emotions. They don't know how to form genuine connection. They don't know how to be around people without doing certain things. They can't actually be themselves. Uh, and I, I call them as kidults because they're literally meat bags with children inside of them. Um, that's the way that I see it. Everyone's got this little inner child inside of them. And unless we get that rite of passage into adulthood, we all end up as kidults. Um, so we react to every wound that gets uh, rubbed. We carry on like an absolute fucking idiot for no reason at all. All these things happen and that all comes from that not having that rite of passage into adulthood, which I didn't have either, and which then meant that I didn't know how to form a connection without having like a, a needy, give me, give me, give me. When you're done giving it to me and when I'm done giving it to you, then we'll go our separate ways. It was like a transaction. So I was single for about two years um, after I broke up with a partner of mine who I'd been with for two years prior to that. And this was in around 2020, I believe. Um, we broke up or end of 2019, maybe beginning of 2020. Anyways, we broke up um, and I started partying. I was single. I was womanizing. I was doing drugs. I was selling drugs. I was still working as a PT or as a coach. I was coaching clients. So everything was unaligned and wondered why I felt empty inside. And I did this for literally about 12 months where I was just partying and partying and partying until one New Year's. I... I uh, woke up with a black eyed punch on my housemate. I met an absolute cunt of myself at a party that I was at and embarrassed myself in front of lots of people. And there was many times where I'd woken up and gone, oh, did I really do that last night? But they started to get closer and closer together. So I was like, enough's enough. And this is where I actually took the time to get to know myself, really get to know myself because I wasn't distracting myself with substance and things like that. But this is all in the process of a two-year period. So the first year, I was partying a lot. Uh, I was still womanizing so much. Then the second year, I found that I deleted Tinder. I was deleting all my apps um, because I literally just realized they weren't serving me. Once again, I was looking for that external validation. I wasn't actually getting what I needed or having that genuine connection. So then I started to work on myself and I realized, hey, you know what? I am enough. I have got all the things I need to make myself happy. Um, and I still forget that sometimes to this day. But I definitely got a lot better at doing that. And then I realized that for me, a relationship, and I'm, I think this is, should be pretty much relevant to anyone that's watching, but a relationship isn't about what I can do for you, what you can do for me, and then we're happy until one of those things gets compromised, having expectations, right? When you come into a relationship, it should be having no expectations, meeting each other where you're at, and then learning together, growing together, and moving through life together. Um, what I found was that, like I said, I was in relationships, but they weren't serving me anymore. I was just there because it was easy. Um, you know, it was comfortable. It might have been the help pay the rent at the house. It fucking might have been whatever. But it wasn't actually something that lit me up inside or made me happy or I had genuine connection with anymore. It was like, okay, well, I'm going this direction. You're going that direction. We're in two different wavelengths. We're on two different paths. Um, and that was why all my relationships ended up ending, like I said, because I'd self-sabotage, whether it be starting arguments, being real aggressive, um, whether it was um, cheating on them. Um, and this is the thing because I wasn't happy at home. I'd go out, I'd drink all the weekend with all the boys and I'd end up in a shitty situation where I wasn't happy. Um, but I'd go and cheat on them, yeah. Um, and that was something that I struggled with for a long time. To now where I'm in a relationship where there's compromise, um, we both 
communicate with one another to the best of our ability. And that's still a work in progress. Um, she's an amazing um, mother figure to my son and we work together rather than me getting what I need off her. She's getting what she needs off me. And then it gets to a point where it's like, oh, we're not moving together. We can actually communicate now and have those conversations that are so necessary to be like, okay, cool. Like this is how I'm feeling. And like, I just want to know where you're at with it. This is something that takes time, it takes maturity, and it also takes growth. It's not going to happen overnight, and it's definitely not going to happen if you're still doing the same shit, partying, doing drugs, fucking heaps of girls, fucking heaps of guys, using Tinder, using Hinge, using any of those apps. Sure, there's a once in a blue moon case where someone will find real love on there and they'll connect, but honestly, there is nothing like old school walking out in public, getting to know someone, genuine connection. And I think that that is honestly the God's honest truth. There is nothing like it. Yes, Tinder's great because you get swipes and people swipe you back. And once again, it's that external validation. But really, is it that great? I mean, at the end of the day, the only time I was actually using Tinder when I came to the end of using it, when I wasn't being so thirsty, was when I was sitting on the toilet doing a shit. I'd sit there and I'd swipe and swipe and swipe and I'd get, might get a match here and there. But... It was literally something I did when I was doing a shit and that's pretty fucked to speak about. But that is, I guess, a great analogy for what Tinder is. It's shit, right? Because it makes you feel good temporarily. But as soon as that person leaves, it's like, I feel like shit again because you're distracting yourself and you're not doing the work that you need to do within. So here's my task to anyone that's listening, right? If you feel like you're stuck in this pattern where relationships have no meaning and you're going from girl to girl to girl or guy to guy to guy and having the same shit happen, sit down for a second, look at yourself and ask yourself what is happening within because the common denominator is you. I don't care if you say, hey, he's so fucked up and uh, all guys have issues, rah, rah, rah. No, 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 no. You're just looking for love in all the wrong places, yeah? If you're getting the same shit popping up, it's because you're doing the same shit. Einstein said, how can you expect different results if you keep doing the same thing? That's insanity. That is literally the definition uh, definition of insanity, right? So look at yourself. Look at where you can start to make the changes, okay? There's a cool exercise that I actually do with all of my clients, right? Now, this is around love and relationships because a lot of people that I work with will struggle with this. So sit down and write down your perfect avatar of what your perfect man or your perfect woman would be. How does she walk? How does he or she dress? How does he or she talk to people? How does he or she address people when they first meet them? What is the presence like when you're around this person? What do they do for work? How are their eating habits? Do they train? What do they do on the weekends? What do they enjoy doing in their spare time? All right, literally write a list of all the things that your perfect person, your perfect soulmate would have. And then write a list of exactly who you are and be fucking vulnerable with yourself. Be 100% authentic with yourself. Sit down and actually go through this list and go, okay, so I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. This is who I am at the moment. And what I want you to do is write down all the things that you have to offer this perfect person. Why should this perfect person be attracted to you? What is it you've got? Write down all the good habits, all the bad habits, and all the shit that you need to work on. And then... Look at these two people. So if you do it on one page, the perfect partner, other page, you're who you are right now, and then write down on the other piece of paper, on another piece of paper on the other side, whatever it may be, what changes you need to make 
before you can actually align with your perfect person. I can guarantee if you do this exercise right, there is a fuck ton of changes that you need to make. And that means you need to go within and actually start doing the work, which is something that I did. So after doing that, I noticed that the people I was starting to attract completely changed. The people I was starting to, sorry, the places I was starting to attract people from completely changed. Sure, I was still having a fling here and there because we all have needs, right? But it wasn't serving me and I wasn't enjoying it, right? And it wasn't until I actually met a couple of girls that I had genuine connection with that I was, you know, hanging out with them, um, spending time with them. We weren't just having sex, right? It wasn't just a physical thing. We're actually enjoying spending time together. And, you know, some of these people I still talk to to this day and we've actually got a genuine connection. It turns out we're actually friends, you know what I mean? But... Um, I did find that one that, you know, the, the connection was there, everything was happening. It was for me, um, right person, wrong time. But for some reason, we just kept bumping into each other. We kept talking. We never really had a bad moment where we, you know, ended on bad terms. And now we're in a loving relationship together. You will find that person. But for you to find that person, you need to change the person you are. Yeah. Um, if you're attracting the same types of people, it's on you. It's nothing to do with the people you're attracting. Okay. Because when you associate yourself and only hang around these sorts of people, of course, you're only going to have these sorts of people, right? If you're hanging out at a bar that's full of bikies, <laughs> what do you think you're going to attract? Right? Simple as that. There's a really good way to look at it, right? Uh, a lot of girls go, oh, fucking, I just attract guys that are bad boys, they're criminals, this, that, and the other. Look at what you're doing. If you're smoking meth, you're probably going to attract these kinds of people. If you're taking drugs and you're attracted to guys within power because you don't feel like you can empower yourself, you're probably going to keep attracting drug dealers and being attracted to drug dealers because these drug dealers, they prey on that power. I know this because it was something I did. They feel like they are bigger than you because you need them for your drugs. It's literally an energy exchange, but it's a negative way of doing that. So, if you want to make changes and have loving relationships, you need to look in the fucking mirror and look at what work needs to be done for you. So for anyone that is struggling with this or anyone that's going through this type of thing and keeps repeating the same pattern, first of all, stop, look at what you're doing and look at where you can start to make changes. How can you put yourself around people that are actually going to be a positive influence rather than a negative influence? What can you do to change the person you are to attract the person that you want to be with? It all starts with you no matter what. And this is where, I guess, the saying change comes from within is going to be forged, right? No matter what it is, whether it be relationships, getting off drugs, whether it be starting a business or anything like that, if you want to make change, it needs to start with you. All right. So before we jump off, I want to also pump the Happier Healthy You journal. Um, so this is a self-development tool which I designed for people who are struggling to start the self-development journey. Uh, personal development is something that there is so much information around, but there's also so much information that sometimes it can make it confusing on where to start. So for me, when I first started, I had no idea what I was doing. I was watching Joe Dispenza videos. I was watching Tony Robbins videos. I was watching Oprah Winfrey videos. I was listening to lots of Deepak um Chopra, uh, is that the name? Deepak Chopra uh, meditations. I had no idea what I was doing, right? I was just going through the motions, tick, 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 ticking off the list. I didn't have any tool that pointed me in the direction of, okay, this is your starting point, this is where you want to be, and these are the steps to start getting there. What the Happier, Healthier You, uh, what the Happier, Healthier you Journal is, is exactly that. It is a tool that I needed when I started my personal development journey and didn't have. 
It is a beautifully put together book, which will be something that you need to do every day. It is simple to use, but it definitely isn't easy. It's going to take commitment and it's going to mean you have to do the work. You can write down your goals and do the self-assessments at the beginning to find out exactly where you're at. But if you don't, don't do the work across the three months that it's planned out for, then you're not going to get what you want out of it. Um, it is a three-month journal. Uh, and across this three months, every month you'll check in and every week you'll also check in to make sure you're making progress in the right direction. You'll do self-assessments to figure out exactly where you're at. And then from there, every time you check in, you're going to make sure that you're moving in the right direction. This is something that will require at least 20 minutes of your time every day. But it is well worth it. I can promise you that because I've been doing it myself and I still use it to this day because it helps me to stay focused on where I'm going and where I want to be and make sure that I'm heading in the right direction. So guys, let's wrap that one up. Uh, If you are struggling with relationships and find that you keep attracting the same types of people, maybe take on the uh, perfect partner exercise and do that for yourself. I'd love to hear if you have done that, um, how you went and whether you had any moments of realization. Um, And if there's any little nuggets that you got out of today's um, potty, I'd love for you to drop below and let me know what resonated the most with you. If you need any support, you know where I'm at. You can find me at Interchange Coaching on Instagram or uh, on YouTube. I'll talk to you guys soon. See you next week.